I'm going to refer to it as the Jack Cabin. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, if you wanted a Rose Cabin, like, with lounge and, like, all these amazing things, like, holy shit, some of these cabins. Mm, very nice. Very, I was very looking nice. at it, but then I also thought for that price, I don't want to be surrounded by BO riddled <laughs> wrestling bags. <laughs> Please keep listening to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hello, everybody. I feel like I need to reword that intro. I've said it too many (laughs) times in the same way. Everyone loves a signature. Everyone loves a signature (laughs) intro. It's like my catchphrase, almost. Yeah. Before we get... Fuck! (laughs) Apparently, I say a lot, so... Before we get into today's show, I would like to call out internet wrestling fans... (laughs) Oh, wow. That's, that's not From a group the you usually want to mess with, to be totally From the get-go. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if at any stage in the last week you have slated wrestlers who have signed exclusive NXT UK contracts, you are fucking idiots. Have they? I haven't seen that. I've seen lots of people talking about it. No one's slating this. Loads of people, like calling Pete Dunne a sellout. <laughs> I mean... Had Pete Dunne <laughs> gone straight to the main roster in WWE, everyone would have been sitting there going, Oh my God, Pete Dunne's gone to the main roster. It's the best thing ever. He signed a WWE contract. Oh no, he can't come work your independent bo- <laughs> independent show in Buck Creek, Northwest England. No one gives a shit. <laughs> okay. They, you know, there's a lot of support. Well, some for people it. give a shit to just pay devil's advocate. The people who, you know, go to their local Fed every week and expect that loyalty or whatever. I don't agree with them. I think yeah. you should aim for the stars as a professional wrestler. You know, you get the shit beat out of you for a living. You could be injured out of your career at any moment. Exactly. You know? These guys have an opportunity to work for the biggest wrestling promotion in the world. And you don't have to these days to make the money. But if you've dreamed from when you grow up, a dream from when you grew up, that's a good start. If you've dreamed about being in WWE since you were a kid and then you get the chance to go there, you get to sign your exclusive NXT contract and then have a load of people go, oh, you've sold out. Mm. You know, screw you. That'd be like me saying, oh, hello, employee. I'd rather you not do any work for someone else. Oh, sorry, I'm not going to come to work. So I'm going to go and work for this shitty accountancy firm down the road. Um, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm just going to make money there. <laughs> don't worry about the PI insurance. This has obviously hit hard. It just bothers me. It, <laughs> I don't even can see tell. people moaning. I don't know what you're talking Loads about. Loads of people have been kicking <laughs> okay. off. Maybe I've been deliberately looking for people <laughs> who are kicking <laughs> off. <laughs> right, Volta going to NXT is, yeah. for me, the wrong decision. I think he'll get lost in the shuffle a little bit. I think he's the one of the best indie workers in the world right now. But I think he's going to only be NXT UK and NXT Germany. Okay, so we'll still work a couple of indies here and there. will still be progress. Yeah, so this is the thing as well, which I don't think people have recognized so far through their general rants. Through WWE-affiliated partners, so that's going to be ICW, Progress, um, WXW, they can still work for those promotions because they know the rings. They know the promoters. If you've got some shady promoter in a leisure centre mm. who's basically going, oh, I'll pay you 200 quid to come down. Nothing wrong with shady promoter in a leisure centre. <laughs> Hang on, they've left before the show's over all the money. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love good carny lifestyle. But yeah, just think about it before you slate some of your favourite wrestlers. As you said, a lot of people have supported it. And also remember, this now gives you the chance to see the new stars now coming into your promotion who wouldn't have had the chance before. And also more for some of the wrestling promotions who are bitching about it, because if you've put the same eight guys with no storylines and you can't book them anymore, I hope you've got a training academy. Speaking of training academies and (laughs) creating new talent, today we're doing Ring of Honors, Sea of Honor, which was taking place on the Chris Jericho Rock and Rager at Sea. About to say the Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Oh, sorry. Like, for (laughs) fuck's sake, can we have enough names? So we've got ROH, Sea of Honor, Ring of Honor, Sea of Honor tournament. 
for a shot at the champion Jay Lethal. Let's point that yeah, out. Yeah. They've got to add that bit as well. And it's also in Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Great. Cool. Awesome. So what do you think of the whole cruise concept? I mean, it probably won't surprise you. I've been on a cruise before. Okay, cool. And it's very nice. I uh, Looking at the audience, probably not the sort of people I'd fraternize with on the sort of cruise I'd want to go on. <laughs> so upon this thing, I wrote a couple of things down. And the first one that I wrote down was, I like wrestling fans, but I couldn't be stuck on a boat with them. The smell of BO by day three must have been horrific. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst thing is it's funny because it's true. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, you spend an hour or, t- hour or three in a room full of wrestling fans, the stench by the end of it. Yeah. Mm. Usually that deep heat smell that comes from the locker room yeah. is like yeah. a forgiving scent of awesomeness <laughs> over the top of pro wrestling fans. Oh, man. And that includes ourselves, obviously. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're not just uh, ridiculing other people here. So Colt Cabana welcomes us and runs down the tournament so far. Uh, we've got the last 16. So we're going to use Champions League terminology yep. the whole way through this. But uh, <laughs> the champions. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I'm just jealous because Arsenal aren't in it this year. I've got stupid Europa games. The uh, Group A brackets, uh, or the left-hand side of... <laughs> Group A brackets. <laughs> <laughs> of Dortmund Castle versus Matt Taven. Delirious versus Christopher Daniels. Rhett Titus against Mar- Marty Skell. Flip Gordon against Silas Young. And the Group B brackets... <laughs> which are on the right-hand side of this tournament, or King of the Ring tournament, is the easiest way to think of it, Nicely if you're a WWE fan. Yeah, yeah. Is Mark Briscoe versus Will Ferrara. Adam Page against Frankie Kazarian. Cheeseburger against the Beer City Bruiser. And Jay Briscoe versus Kenny King. So immediately, was there an obvious winner to you, or people you haven't seen before, for example? I thought there would be... Um, that's all the names, if you need them. I said, yeah, some of these names I'd gone through. So obviously Flip Gordon seems to have come through a lot of prominence, but especially on the lead up to All In, he was there. Silas Young is exiting ROH at the end of the year. Interesting. So, um, Any idea where to? NXT. Oh, okay. Allegedly. Daniel Skull, Kazarian. Cheeseburger, I've seen clips of. Okay. I didn't expect to see him. Did you see him in the Wrestle Kingdom Battle Royal last year? Uh, no. <laughs> so they do a Battle Royal before the main show starts. Right. And cheeseburger came out to a massive pop. <laughs> like, what could be more typically American than a cheeseburger to Japanese fans, you know? Absolutely brilliant. Perfect booking. Absolutely love it. I hope he appears this year as well. But knowing what the main event on the final night of the cruise was, mm. I thought to myself, well, Mike's girl's not going to win it. Okay. Because um, he's in the main event. Yeah. Uh, fair point. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I thought maybe they'd yeah. go Daniels or Kazarian. I thought one of the Briscoes would be kicking around in the later stages because they're just evil, evil humans. They're super over in ROH as well. Exactly. And you know, they've been mainstays in that promotion for years now. So is this, is this the point where we talk about the controversy of the Briscoes? Yeah, go on. So they've spoken out against gay people and such like that. Um, I wonder how much character it is and how much it's actually them. Either way, even if it's character, you don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally think it's just a dumb stupid thing to do yeah so um the only name i didn't know on this list of the the um this last group of 16 or whatever is will ferrara was a new name for me at that stage i thought oh ed's brother hmm yeah i instantly went ed ferrara as well thinking is there some sort of reference here wcw or but nothing no no nothing at all um well it might be we just haven't watched it because we only got highlights of this so daniels beat delirious uh dalton castle beat matt taven via disqualification uh belt shot by taven with a real roh title <laughs> indeed real in inverted commas <laughs> <laughs> uh marty Skull beat titus Rhett titus Mar- uh, mark briscoe beat will ferrara 
Flip beat Silas. Paige beat Kazarian. Cheeseburger beat the Beer City Bruiser. And probably which the a biggest... huge surprise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and Jay Briscoe beat Kenny King, which uh, probably predicted at this point. Yeah. So the quarterfinal brackets end up being Dalton Castle versus Christopher Daniels, which should be a good laugh. Uh, Marty Skull against Flip Gordon. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that's a match for me. Yes, please. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Mark Briscoe against Adam Page. Oh, yeah. Hmm. How much Adam Page have you seen this year? Uh, Enough after watching him when we did our um, our New Japan San Francisco show. Yeah. And I I started watching more of him thinking, Jesus, he's got it, hasn't he? This this whole year, he's been outstanding constantly. Like he's, He's taken that step to legitimacy. I was going to say, you know? most improved independent wrestler, would he, you say? He's right up there. There's a couple on that list that I'd have to include, but Jesus Christ, Adam Page is going to be a superstar. If yeah. he doesn't end up being world te- WWE World Heavyweight Champion at some point in his career, there's a, an opportunity missed, I think. I'd agree. He's just got everything, um, especially for an American audience. Like He's <laughs> the, the eastern, kind of northeast territories will absolutely love him. The west coast will love him, and all these kind of states in between in the middle that kind of love that white boy texan sort of southern redneck vibe you know like he's he's that he's perfect he is he is professional wrestling isn't he absolutely especially in the modern era because he can be the brawler he can be the technical wrestler he can be the high flyer Mm. which he shouldn't be able to be the high flyer based on his size (laughs) but he bloody well can (laughs) exactly yeah he's absolutely outstanding and the last match which is kind of a bit out of left field is cheeseburger against jay briscoe and i was just like let's just say our prayers now for cheeseburger (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so SoCal Val does the ring introductions. Uh, we've got commentators for the night of Colt Cabana and Jay Lethal. The first night, I should say. Yeah, Colt Cabana on commentary is brilliant. I really enjoyed him being the play-by-play guy. He's so good. Outstanding, I, yeah. I, I think for all the shows we've done, which have been outside WWE, easy the best commentator we've, yeah. we've covered. Don't get me wrong, I like the commentators in AWA, but this guy, Colt Cabana, as Do we you? said... <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> Are you feeling bad about ripping on Sarah Shockey at this point? No. Her name's come up constantly on people's podcasts, on Twitter feeds. I'm just like, did we insult someone who's actually really nice and really important to the wrestling industry? Did you see what Alex Cupid off of Real Wrestling World had posted? You sent me a screen cap and gone. So Alex Cupid's like, Sarah's my mate. She's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, we'll just put it down to first night nerves commentating. I mean, this thing, though, I don't deny she's a nice person. But if you're, a, if you're commentating a wrestling go, one shirtless male is now ha- chopping the life out of another shirtless male, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, Colt Cabana. <laughs> and working with Jay Lethal as well. It was a really good combo. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I thought Jay Lethal was really, really fun as well. Jay Lethal has the most infectious laugh yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> like, as soon as he starts laughing at anything, you can't help but find it funny. Like, it's, it's, some, it's weird how some people just have that laugh. Well, the hilarity on the... <laughs> we'll get to <laughs> yeah. it. Hang on, just hang on, laughter hang on. for it, as you said, Bo, but the infectious laughter of Jay Lethal, which is that whole match. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Have you heard much uh, Ian Riccoboni, the normal ROH play-by-play yes. guy? Yeah, because sometimes I watch the uh, weekly show on Fight. Yeah, we um, talked about this before, yeah. And again, he's not bad, but this way to allow Cabana to do play-by-play was a real coming-out part for me for Cabana on commentary. Yeah, I wouldn't want to lose Riccoboni because I think he's very, very classy and very, very good. He's in that gold, Gordon Soley, Jim Ross sort of vibe. Of it complements each other well, doesn't it? Yeah, but there's something relaxing and comforting about having Colt Cabana as that voice of professional wrestling. Maybe it's because we've listened so much to the podcast and things like that, and it's just a voice that we're so yeah. used to hearing every week. Um, I don't know. Something about it was really, really entertaining. I really like Colt Cabana as a play-by-play guy. And I think it helped being very relaxed, being on the Jericho cruise. I know, obviously, it's yeah, all on a club, yeah. but 
yeah, start to finish, it was outstanding. So let's talk about the boat setup as we're now on the cruise, okay? So we've got the ring, we've got some guardrails around the ring, we've got some standing, some seated, which is kind of like a nice combination for, I think, uh, a cruise kind of relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. I like the standing element of professional wrestling has been included. Like, we, people talk about safe standing for football and such, and, like, we've managed to do that professional wrestling. Like, Progress do it, ICW do it, these guys are starting to do it. Like, I don't see it so much at Ring of Honor and things like that, but... Like, I've been to many SCPW shows and stood at the back very safely and comfortably, yeah. you know? Like, it's, it's, I definitely think it's something that, with the, the size of the crowds that pro wrestling has now, it's, it's a nice thing to be able to do, to go to cram lots of people in, but it's safe, it's fun, it's a nice environment to be in. Um, I, I don't know, safe standing. And I think it's more comfortable as well, because especially you said if you go to any indie shows, and to be fair, even like mainstream WWE shows, yeah. if you're sat in a chair for four hours, it's bloody uncomfortable. I, I'm 50-50 on it. Like, I'm a big fat boy, you know what I mean? I like to sit down now and again. <laughs> I like my comforts. No, man, I love standing. Yeah. I like I'm, standing desks. If I could stand doing commentary, I'd be all over that. Okay, cool. But like uh, Nick, for example, who have been on the pod before, who were in progress shows, he's like, I will never stand again. Oh, really? Stood during one progress show and was so fucking pissed off with it by the end. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so we've got no real entranceway kind of to start with on this night. They kind of just come through the crowd. I don't know what you're saying about the security fire exit <laughs> door they come through with the, the big burly dude in his yellow security top. I love the way it's got the like the little circular portholes on the door so it feels really <laughs> yeah. kind of navely. Like, oh, I love it. So we've got massive lighting rigs um, that aren't really used at this point because it's, it's daytime. daylight. Yeah. Um, the, the special construction of the ring. Do you know about this? Oh, no. So I heard someone talking about it. I think it was a podcast. I couldn't say where, but I wish I could remember, to be totally honest. But what they were saying is that because they're on a boat, which kind of goes from side to side and back and forth and such, they couldn't just put a normal ring in there. They had to specially construct something that wouldn't slip and slide and move as the wrestlers hit it. Because there's only so much limitation to the space they can actually move the ring. (laughs) Because there's so many people crammed in. And if it goes off the side, like a bad storm or something, like this is on the top deck of the boat. Like, they're (laughs) fucked if it's gone, you know? (laughs) Can you imagine if they got caught in a storm? Uh, they would have had to call it, wouldn't they? Oh, it would have been amazing. <laughs> How <laughs> fucked up. It's only there for three days, you know, with Nassau, the stop off yeah. halfway. Uh, it could have been really, really funny. But th- thankfully, it went. Ev- everything went all right. But yeah, they spent a lot of money on constructing this ring. Apparently, that's one of the big expenditures of this whole thing, which seems crazy. Do you know the... Should have used gaffer tape. It would have been fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know the attendance of the cruise? Because no. I couldn't find it anywhere. No idea. Because I know Jericho was saying it's a sellout. It looked like a couple of thousand to me. Yeah. But again... Jericho saying it's a sellout. It's like WWE saying they get 110,000 people at WrestleMania every year. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it could have been like a thousand. Yeah, it I'd could say have been 1,500 to two. You I'd know? say between one and 2,000 people. Like the, the last night when they have the main event, it looks absolutely rammed. It looks like there's a lot of people. If you think there's at least kind of five, six rows back with like 20 to 30 people on each side. What plus... do you think the gender split was percentage-wise? <laughs> <laughs> there was a surprising amount of girls, but obviously it's, it's probably... Mm, I'd say 95-5. Oh, really? Gonna I was going to say less than 20% girls, but yeah. like maybe less than 5%. I'd say, honest. yeah, I think I spotted four. Okay. And one of them was SoCal <laughs> Val. And one of them was Mandy Leon. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, there's also a balcony level, which is mostly standing, but there are some seats. So that was a nice touch. Yeah. I like have that higher level. I like a balcony. Cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I like being able to sit and watch and or stand Observe. in this case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting old, bro. Yeah. 
All right, so our first match of the evening is Christopher Daniels against Dalton Castle. No, no, no. Oh, wait, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> so, SCU, a massive security guard and a big yellow t shirt walks out in front of Christopher Daniels as he walks up <laughs> the aisle. Daniels is like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, uh, being the professional he is, you know, step in front of the security guard where the cameras are. So, we've got SoCal Val on the announcements, and she announces that Dalton Castle has uh, contracted, contracted a concussion. Is that the word? He suffered a. He has suffered a concussion from the belt shot from Matt Taven on the night before in the opening 16. The last 16? In the last 16. The last 16, Champions League terminology. Love it. Um, and out comes the sailor hat, the hot pink trunks, the dinner jacket, the 80 shades. It's smooth sailing. Ashley Remington is here. It's amazing how quickly you can find that replacement when you have a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm more familiar with Ashley Remington than I am with Dalton Castle. Because was Ashley Remington his character in Shakara? Yeah, it was indeed. That was a big Shakara mark for many, many years. Have you seen Ashley Remington before? Only one Shakara match. And okay. I thought he was out flipping standing. It's amazing. There's something about him coming out as Ashley Remington, like the finger guns to everyone. And hey, how you doing? <laughs> like he's so awesomely cheesy. It was brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Loved the attire as well. Yeah, who doesn't like a jacket like that? Mate, it worked. Oh the hot pink trunks and stuff. <laughs> All in, mate. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, I love the way Daniels kind of sells. <laughs> like, Ashley Remington? <laughs> Hang on, aren't you someone I know? No, 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 no. <laughs> crowd are absolutely eating it up. The Hogan-esque finger guns, where he's kind of going to the crowd and going, hey! and then going to the other side of the ring going, oh, hey! <laughs> like, they're really enjoying it. Uh, so the crowd are jovial, up for it, maybe a bit drunk. Already, yeah, definitely already hammered. Mm, and it considering like it's it. like the second day of the cruise. Chris Vanellos grabs the mic and put doing a promo, putting over everyone and saying that he trusts them and that this is definitely not Dalton Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Camera shows the commentators. They're using wireless microphones. You notice this? Yeah. Like, that seems such a, a dodgy That's a risky thing, thing to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Not something I would adhere to at all. <laughs> definitely not. Um so the match starts and Dalton kind of puts Chris Daniels in a lock on the floor and the ref goes to count the one, two, three, four, five to try and make him break the hole. Dalton, um, I keep saying Dalton, it's not Dalton <laughs> Castle, it's Ashley Remington. Ashley immediately breaks the hole and goes, whoa, 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 to the ref, backs him into the corner <laughs> and goes, I break on one, my friend. <laughs> I love this gimmick so much. Do you think, because Dalton Castle had his run as ROH champion, do hmm. you think that uh, Ashley Remington would get him over more... Than uh, Dalton Castle. It's his WWE character. Yeah. It's ready to go. It is so fucking over. Like the second he comes out, the smile, the cheesiness of everything, like the sailor hat and everything. Yeah, he's he's ready to go. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've seen I said I've seen a bit of Dalton Castle with the massive wings and the really flamboyant attire. And again, yeah. for me, that's that's my bag. The whole yeah. Dalton Castle package, I really like everything he does, but after watching one Ashley Remington match and now this on the um, the Sea of Honor tour. Yeah. My God, I'm I'm really bought into this guy. <laughs> I'm biased in that this is how I first saw him wrestle. It was uh, one of the Shikara, I think it was King of Trios, oddly. Um, he came out for what was essentially like a nothing match just with a guy before. And I was like, why are they got this weird match beforehand? <laughs> Steve Ant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and this dude comes down looking so amazingly cheesy with a bowl of fruit in his hand. And I'm like, What's going on? Who is this dude? It's typically Shakara. So his gimmick and Shakara at the end of he won the match, he'd give a fruit basket, was it? Yeah. Okay. Which they still do in this <laughs> one as well. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. So, I mean, in terms of giving Dalton Castle the ROH belt, 
Um, I think that legitimized him as the legitimate contender, champion, however you want to put it. But I don't think he needs the belt again. I think he's better almost in the chase for the belt, you know? He's he's definitely upper mid-card talent, but he is someone with that character and the ability to enjoy the character that much he can go wherever he wants, I think. I mean, he's insanely talented. Good look as well. Yeah, everything about him. Right? He's perfect professional wrestler, as you yeah. said. Um, let's put him and Adam Page in a feud and see what happens. Oh. Well, as in with Dalton Castle, Ashley Remington against Paige. Mm, depends who, if you can make Paige a heel. Because I think Paige needs a... Oh, sorry. I keep calling him Pagey. Pagey. Because that's how the Japanese commentators... <laughs> oh, Pagey. Oh, I'm a Pagey. <laughs> um, Hello to our Japanese listeners. Oh, I love I love Japanese, man. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he could play a heel. I think they're both faces, so it'll never, ha- never work as a feud. But, you know, be interesting to see. I don't think Ashley Remington can never be a heel. He'd never be able to be because the guns could, wouldn't work. Could Dalton Castle... Yes. Cocky heel? What was he not a castle? Uh, was he not a castle? Is he a human being who's a castle? <laughs> <laughs> they they tried to make him a heel a little bit here and there, but it's never really worked for me. Because was he not heel against Cody? Oh, I could be clutching maybe. Here. Don't think so. Okay. But, hmm, who knows? <laughs> so Jay uh, Lethal gives up the kayfabe immediately on this not being Dalton Castle. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Play into the character, man. Get on with it. So, best moonsault ever. No roll up by Dalton. Daniels goes for the blue thunder driver. Remington, I called him Dalton again. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Remington, literally after I complained about Jay Lethal doing it. Remington goes for a cradle pin after reversing out the blue thunder driver for the one, two, three. And your winner, and moving on to the next round, is Ashley Remington. That's Indeed. me doing my finger pointing. <laughs> he then presents Christopher Daniels with a fruit basket <laughs> as a gift of a thank you for the competition. And it's received with gratitude by Christopher Daniels, as I've put it here. I mean, uh, you know, with handshakes we've covered in previous pods, but with like code of honor, I expected handshakes. <laughs> Did not expect a fruit basket. Oh, uh, absolutely adore it. Like, this is so funny in that he's so oblivious to anyone being negative in any way, shape, yeah. or form. That he's like, oh, good competition, bro. Here's a fruit basket. <laughs> To show how impressionable I am at this stage, I was like, quite fancy an apple. Oh, mate, <laughs> when yeah, I went got one, I was all over. Mate, I was sitting there with my strawberries, my blueberries, my raspberries, <laughs> yeah. kind of chipping through them. Absolutely great time. Next match, we've oh, got yeah. Flip Gordon against Marty Skull. Flip, flip, flip. Indeed. Flip, Do you flip, think that's Gordon. over? Do you think it's over? No, because I didn't say Gordon. I just went <laughs> flip, flip, flip. Yeah. He always does the fist pump thing when the music's playing. Yeah. And it's it's good. He's a young, lovable face. I think that's obviously Flip the character. Gordon, the most over thing about Flip Gordon is when he does his little backflip off the middle rope and rips off his trousers. As say, so, entrance. what do you think of this flips? Because when he like what I put of his flips entrance moves. <laughs> <laughs> so when he comes up to the ring apron the first time, he uses one foot to springboard off the top rope into a front flip onto his feet. He then goes up into the corner and does the trouser removal kind of Chippendale <laughs> ripping off the trousers backflip thing. I wonder how many times that's cocked up. I've never seen him fuck it up, ever. Which is why I think, imagine, gets to the big show. Oh, no! <laughs> Someone's popped up my top popper. Oh, mate, I don't know. I just think he's outstanding. Like, uh, he can't tell stories for shit, can he, really? No, but he is flip by name, flip by nature. Yeah, absolutely. Does he have all his GI... Because his, like, ring gear with his flip logo is very much like yeah. G.I. Joe style. Mm. Is there any background to him in the military, or is that literally just a cool logo for him? Yeah, he's in the military. Ah, uh, there we go. See, look, red, red between <laughs> the lines. <laughs> so he's missed a couple of ROH tours in the past because he was doing military oh, duty. Oh, right, okay. Like, he's still... I don't know if he's still signed up now uh, because I've seen him pretty consistently on the indies and such. Okay. But he was working both for a long time. 
So on Marty's entrance, some kid slaps him on the back way too hard and way too many times. Marty turns around like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, Marty and Flip take Japan. Marty and Flip take Japan. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. So, you know, Being the Elite? Yes. The show that I'm always like, you should watch this. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Evidently, I've not. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, when Marty and Flip ended up touring New Japan by themselves without the rest of the, the Elite Bullet Club lot, they created like a little kind of cheesy 70s style TV show. Oh, thing, really? Which would be Marty and Flip take Japan. <laughs> and they would do silly segments. Anything with jazz hands, I mean. Exactly. Where Flip's like really positive and Marty's really negative And they were kind of like, you know, good guy villains. It oh, was just brilliant. fucking brilliant. They're like the original odd couple. So to see them after all that storytelling have this match was like a nice moment. You know? So they do the code of honor shtick at the beginning where they're going to kind of shake hands. They're like, ah, oh, no, we must hug. Give him a hug. Immediately, Marty gives him a rock bottom because he's a dastardly villain for two. Uh, Marty cheats, shouts at a kid at ringside quite a lot. Uh, you've got to love this whole shouting at little kids at ringside thing the villains do. Got to do it. gets a pop out Got to do it. Absolutely. Uh, he beats down Flip. Uh, Flip goes for the 450. One, two, no, Marty kicks out. Stiff and fast, booyah kind of sponges. You know when they go the boo, yeah, yeah boo, yeah. yeah. But they're doing it kind of fast and then to get kind of kind of the momentum yeah. of the match going. Um, is this too early to use this spot? This is usually reserved for John Cena in the main event, isn't it? <laughs> like, uh, Independent wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And I think, as you said, if they've got history in their mates, positive yeah. versus negative, I think it works. I think it worked for the story they were telling. Yeah, me too. Uh, both guys down off of a Marty super kick, which I thought was a bit weird because Marty hadn't had anything inflicted on him. He just kind of fell to the ground after delivering a super kick. Yeah, that's like what worked into a double down. What is yeah. it? Really my nose. How did that happen? Like, it's a bit of a weird one. Uh, gets a big "This is awesome" chant and then "Fight Forever" chant. Like fuck off. Yeah, the, <laughs> the boat will run out of fuel. <laughs> like, can we get to a finish? Like, someone's going to get the norovirus and it's going to spread like wildfire on this. <laughs> so you need to get off the boat. <laughs> So they get a big chop sequence and the camera flickers to black for a little bit, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, nobody kicks out. Oh, sorry. Mishinoku. No, 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 Always two. Because no, no. <laughs> the thing is, he does, they call it a Mishinoku. It's not a fucking no. Mishinoku. Just, I want to do the, the uh, what's it called? Um, Excalibur always says this on PWG commentary. It's the, nobody kicks out the Falcon Arrow because that's what he's doing. He's doing a fucking Falcon <laughs> Arrow. He's lifting them up in a suplex and bringing them forward into the sit-out position. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a Zandig reference. Don't uh, okay. It's all good. Because Zandig does a falcon arrow and he's like, nobody kicks out the falcon arrow. So when anyone ever, anytime anyone does that in PWG, that's what Excalibur says. All I'm hearing when you say Zandig, I'm going, Zangif? I'm Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> There's one time when uh, Excalibur called it, like, nobody kicks out the falcon arrow, which usually people kick out of. And Big Mike did it in PWG. And Excalibur went, nobody kicks out the Falcon Arrow. And then he didn't kick out. And he was the <laughs> happiest man that has ever been. It's fucking great, man. Um, so we get the Gentleman's Powerbomb, or what they refer to as the Sugarback Powerbomb yep. by Marty Skull. Typical World of Sports style Gentleman's Powerbomb. This is how I knew it. Yeah? Yeah. yeah I agree. Okay, cool. Uh, reversed into a pin by one, two, three for Flip Gordon. And Marty is eliminated and pissed off beyond belief. And he should. Because, you know, he's a heel. Yeah. Uh, the crowd chant, hug it out. Marty ducks under the hug because he's a bastard <laughs> villain. Absolutely love it. Yeah, great little match. Really fun uh, sequences and such. Like, good heel face dynamic. But Marty's still over. Everyone loves Marty. Yeah, and again, I think you've seen the, as you said, this is the second day of the tournament. So 
a lot of wrestlers are still going to be holding back to what they're going to be later on in the tournament they're going for yeah. and they've got other matches on on the on the tour on the cruise so i think what we've seen so far in the first two matches giving you everything you want good wrestling no one's going out of a limb to kill themselves to yep. do it mm-hmm. i think yeah so far so We're good here for a good time yeah it feels like you know and at this stage i thought to myself why have we done another good wrestling show? <laughs> okay. Yeah, this was this had a lot to talk about. And it was a tournament that's so kind of self-contained, I think. Uh, this is also a request by Nick, I think. Yeah. I think Nick requested it. And I think as well, it's something completely different. I don't recall ever seeing anyone try and do a wrestling tournament on a at sea. In international waters, they kept saying. This is allegedly the first time it's ever happened. So... Whoever was in that first match was the first professional wrestler to ever wrestle at sea, which I believe was Christopher Daniels and someone. Yeah. I think that, again, this goes to show how much of a good businessman Jericho is. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really good idea. When he announced it um, a year, possibly a year and a half ago, I thought to myself, this is never going to work. No one's going to pay that money to go and sit on a boat. Because to start with, it's just going to be the bands. He didn't. He said there may be some wrestling people right, on okay. there. And I don't know if it's a case of then he was waiting to do the deals with people like Ring of Honor and Impact to get people on there, or if it was a case that he realized ticket sales were slow. But if you're one of the best wrestlers or one of the most known wrestlers from late 90s up to date, having this idea and pulling it off, I think it was marvelous. I didn't see anyone be negative online about Jericho Cruz. No, everyone seems to have had a nice experience. Do you think he'd do it again? Um, I, I think there's... Um potential for it for sure i think there's an element of if you look at the elite bullet club lot there's with cody doing cody and the bucks doing all in and with jericho kind of setting up this cruise and kind of being a bit of a freelancer now i wonder whether they have more opportunities to put on shows together with the four of them yeah because you kind of covered all your bases across wrestling well, that's been the rumour, hasn't it? There's yeah. been the rumour that they're starting their promotion and Jericho and JR. The promotion, the promoting side of it would not be difficult for those four people. No. have got a lot of, lot, a lot, a lot of like attention and followers and social media and such. And if you get JR in in a backstage capacity, not a commentary capacity. Mm. With Jim Ross. Yeah. Mm. I think that could work. I think, well, I think he's got name value for nostalgia and I think he's got contacts. Uh, we've talked about this before. I think JR's lost touch with the modern product. And I think he's gone through a lot in his personal life the last few years. Yeah. But I wonder if that's why they'd get him in, mm. give him something to do, and he'd be more focused on bringing in. By the way, I think, as you said, these guys working together to cross-promote whatever they're doing, I think is great for all parties and wrestling fans. If they're going to do it, I would like a more forward-looking, progressive company. Yeah. You know? Well, did you see that Cody and the Bucks have started trademarking things? Ah, interesting. Um, oh, what can, he, can he trademark Cody Rhodes, please, so he can use his fucking name? What, I can't remember the name of what people are thinking that the promotion would be called. It's like, um, oh, I think it might be BEW. BEW. Being Elite Wrestling? Being the Elite Wrestling. Yeah, it could be. Hmm. Who knows? I it's can't remember, but someone, someone was saying that some trademarks have been registered for wrestling promotions of that type of, by those guys. Interesting. Okay, because um, there's there's elements of the Bullet Club starting to fall apart a little bit. Yeah, and they they've announced that then on this the cruise themselves they had a little press conference where they announced that they're now the elite. They're no longer Bullet Club. Yeah, because that's now where um, Tamatonga and the rest of those boys have run with it now. Yeah, Jay White and such has joined yeah. recently. Do you know this? Jay White's. I saw a picture of Jay White earlier, and it looks like 
his heel character's coming across quite well. He looks like an angry son of a gun, doesn't he? I can't wait for Wrestle Kingdom for you to see modern Jay White and considering what we talked about in previous pods. What, that he like, needed to have a bit of a story a story and a bit more of a character. The up. last six months, mate. Holy fucking shit. But we'll save that for Wrestle okay, Kingdom. Cool. <laughs> so the next match on this show is Jay Briscoe against Cheeseburger. <laughs> oh, poor Cheeseburger. Oh, no. <laughs> I like the fact that before this, like... <laughs> <laughs> Jay cutting his promo off these guys come out it's like I just <laughs> I don't want to kill you but just take the fall mate there's no harm in taking the fall yeah just just take a count out mate go to the back like no one's yeah. going to blame you and and what's it he flips him off doesn't he yeah Cheeseburger's like nah fuck you <laughs> which really <laughs> agitate, agitates him so Colt Cabana refers to this as a Cinderella match and I'm like oh that's a lovely terminology not sure it's on the nail for this particular scenario but you know where he's going with it it's definitely the first murder reference in this match I'm pretty sure Jay Briscoe's gonna murder Cheeseburger <laughs> can we talk about Cheeseburger's gear for a second I thought oh this is like Shades of Flash Funk <laughs> <laughs> such a weird look yeah. he's got a cowboy hat aviators a burger kind of cuddly toy thing that he brings <laughs> with him uh, a Pete Dunn-esque leather jacket with fur kind of collars and such. And then, like, Liger onesie sort of kid. <laughs> like, like, okay, so the, do you know the whole Liger teaching cheeseburger the shote? Yes. Okay, so you know about he's got history with Liger. Yeah. So I understand the colors with Liger. Okay, fair enough. But all the other shit, like, it's just like DDP from the, like, early 90s. Just chuck as many gimmicks on as you can, mate. Keep going. See what sticks. See what sticks. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, the, the little cheeseburger puppet, if he sold those at indie shows, and if he does, I reckon they'd sell loads. Oh, absolutely. That's surely why he's got it. If, he, if he's not selling them, he's missing a trick. Uh, what do you think about Jay, Jay's chicken shirt? <laughs> it's got a shirt with a chicken God. on it. Like, this is fucking brilliant. This is the thing um, on the wrestling side of things, of the Briscoes. They're just... They are great, aren't they? They're... they're angry redneck 70s style brutal bastards but with all modern spots their promos have got good and to the point recently like as much as i may disagree with their politics and personal opinions or whatever it may be like holy shit these boys can go and they're so over they look terrifying i really like on the commentary they they mentioned like later on they're like have you ever tried walking for an airport with jay briscoe people just get out of the way that was a great line yeah. it really was <laughs> speaking of great lines uh the promo that you were referencing before i've actually written down a little bit of what he says because ain't nobody want to see cheeseburger die on this boat <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit what a line yeah, absolutely. So Jay proceeds to absolutely murder Cheeseburger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a beautiful moment where Jay puts him in a camel clutch and Cabana goes, Jay is making Cheeseburger humble right now. Like, make him humble. <laughs> um, cheeseburger bites and low blows Jay to try and get the advantage that the ref doesn't call it. You should have disqualified a referee. Come on. <laughs> uh, so Cheeseburger lands the show tape for two and Jay sells the shit out of it. Like, oh, I love you, Jay Briscoe, for this sell. Like this tiny little dude, like Shotae's him, palm strikes him in the face. And Jay sells it like he's been hit with a fucking tornado or something. Because he understands the power of Liger. <laughs> oh, this is absolutely great. Uh, Jay super kicks uh, Cheeseburger out of the air as he jumps off the ropes, does a snap neck breaker. Cheeseburger gets fucking obliterated by a Jay driller or um, a Tiger driver, if you want to think about it that way. It's like a double underhook yeah. pile driver. Looked nasty, nasty, yeah. nasty finish from a nasty, nasty boy. Absolutely, mate. For the one, two, three, and your winner is Jay Briscoe, and it's mercifully over. Really, really fun match. Um, I mean, in terms of storytelling and <laughs> cheeseburger in that show, to himself from Jay Lethal. Jay Highlight Lethal, of the match. other Jay, other Jay, Jay Briscoe. 
Definitely the highlight of the match. Yeah, I mean, I can still picture how Jay sold it now. <laughs> like, all arms out, yeah. all his feet out, like a cartoon character hitting a tree or something. Giant starfish kind oh, of thing. It's fucking brilliant, mate. The fact that he's, he went for this cell as well, but then destroyed it with a J driller. Like, he didn't let go when he power drive him. Yeah. He just held the arms and just went, boom. It's like, how is he not dead? Do you think they've got a future any bigger? Then they're at Jay Briscoe and well, the Briscoes. Um, thing is that they apparently they make a fuckload of money off their chicken yeah. farm, and so I don't think they want to. I think they've had the opportunities many, many times. They've been over to New Japan. They don't seem to want to go there so much anymore. Um, I think they will eventually veer off to New Japan again. Uh, I don't think they'll ever end up in the WWE because I don't think they need to. No, there's no need for them to be there. And I think again, as we briefly touched on earlier, I think WWE wouldn't touch them. Maybe. I mean, I'd offer them a fuck ton of money because I think they'd be such super... Imagine them as heels versus face Usos. They're modern Dudleys, aren't they? Yeah, all the other their... way around, even. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like depending on what state you're in, almost. You know? Face Briscoe, <laughs> my God. Wait, because of their spots and such. Well, I suppose, yeah. And they're so brutal and they're so intimidating. I think Austin. Yeah. You know, Austin in his prime, like 97, 98 Austin. These Briscoes could run that gimmick. Uh, Becky Briscoe. <laughs> Fuck yeah, boy. she's <laughs> so on fire at the moment. Anyway, let's move on. So, wait, didn't we just hear this music? <laughs> Mark Briscoe against Adam Page. So the winner gets Jay Briscoe. So if Mark wins, we get brother against brother. Uh, I've seen this match for many, many years ago in Liverpool for ROH, and holy fucking shit, it was good. So um, the whole time I'm praying for Mark Briscoe to win, even though I know I'm meant to be cheering for Adam Page. Well, this thing as well, when I start, first saw this, I thought, well, they're not going to do brother versus brother, are they? And <laughs> I don't think Page, is, Page isn't in the main event. I don't know what else he's got on, so I'd assume that they push Page going forward. I was thinking Page flip Gordon in the main event yeah. at this point because uh, they've got history as well, a little yeah. bit with the Bullet Club and everything. Uh, or being the elite, I should say. They go head-to-head -to, -head to start with. We get a chop battle to start and then the crowd start booing Paige's chops and <laughs> saying that was weak. The commentary <laughs> also bury his chops as well. They do a slam exchange, so they're slam freely slamming each other one at a time and kind of asking the other one to bring it on. They do the same thing with suplexes. They do a suplex exchange. They're like, come on, you suplex me then and see if you can get the better of each other. Was, was this the stage as well where um, Jay Leaper went, this guy needs an attitude adjustment. And Cabana goes, nope, that's not our show. That's not that show. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what it was. Uh, Page thrust kicks Briscoe out of his mid... Uh, sorry. Page thrust kicks Briscoe out of midair. Uh, it's obviously a bit of a running gimmick of this show. People taking each other out of the air. A uh, small part of the crowd is sort of chanting, that was weak. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fucking thrust kicked him out of midair, you fucking morons. Anyway, so we get a, bri a bridging sack of shit by... Um, I love that term. I can't not call it a sack of shit. Fall away slam. Whatever. <laughs> sack of shit. It's what um, Razor Ramon calls it. Scott Hall. Sack of shit. Uh, <laughs> gets a that was strong chant by the other 90% of the crowd that understand professional wrestling apart from the 10% dickheads. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm just going to say they're drunk. Don't worry about it. So Briscoe goes to put Paige up the top and a bird fucking lands <laughs> on someone in the audience <laughs> and everyone goes mental. And for some fucking reason, the ROH cameras don't even show it. That's strict What the fuck? Strictly professional wrestling. We don't want to see a bird in the crowd, which basically took up the next three minutes of this match through pure hilarity Mate, from Cabana and Lethal. I've seen the clip online. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm going to have to show you it, try and get your reaction. So um, a giant fucking seagull essentially lands <laughs> in the crowd. And <laughs> that, that, I would, immediately, I would have been like filming the people in the ring, but fuck that. <laughs> Point the camera immediately in the crowd. Just because Banner's reaction was like, ah, ha, ha. 
Oh, it was so <laughs> funny. Commentators are completely corpsing. They're fucking hilarious, bursting out about how this bird needs to like fuck off whatever this bird is. Like the way Cabana, Cabana uh, described it on his podcast, it's at the corner of his eye, he saw something slowly coming in in slow motion and then just like and immediately landing on the crowd. And it's, it's, it's a huge thing. It's like four or five foot like winged vulture kind of seagull. It really was. Yeah, I, I immediately I'm just like, this bird needs, needs to push. It's super over. <laughs> Can we put this bird over? He's going to tag with a security guard. <laughs> security birds. <laughs> security birds. Security birds. Security birds. Fuck yeah, boy. <laughs> so a couple of quotes from the commentary just to kind of emphasize this point. That was insane. Oh my God. You never know what you'll see on the Jericho boat. What the fuck? <laughs> it landed in slow motion. Did you see that? The greatest thing I've ever seen in all professional wrestling. <laughs> They're just putting this over so hard and just completely ignoring the match. It's fucking great. Uh, the match continues with the bird getting over by the crowd. Absolutely. <laughs> they deliver Germans, fishermen, busters, but all the commentators are still corpsing about the bird. It's still funny, even though they keep going on and on about it, talking over the match. I'm just like, I can't stop laughing. This is <laughs> fucking great. Uh, it starts to get darker now. Like, so we get like a nice kind of cool atmosphere on this boat where the lights, lighting rigs start to kick in and it darkens out around the boat. I thought this looked awesome. Really man. nice, really nice. Yeah, really nice atmosphere, kind of party atmosphere as well, you know, like you'd imagine on a cruise with a wrestling fucking ring on it. But whatever, there was a bird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anything we put over at this point is like lost in the bird. Yeah. Almost. Wait, hang on. Did I mean to say that? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, you haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> Buckshot Lariat misses by Adam Page. Briscoe rolls him up for the one, two, three, and your winner. And going on to face his brother Jay in the semi-finals is Mark Briscoe. I was, as I said before we started talking about this, I was surprised that they went with um, Mark Briscoe. Mm-hmm. But through what I've heard of the two feuding, because I've never seen them wrestle each other, but I thought one insane, violent son of a bitch wrestling the same person, just with short hair and a bit more teeth precisely the first time i saw it is essentially just how many crazy power moves can we do on each other and how hard can we hit each other it's fucking brilliant i will say that oh actually i'll save that a bit for later i really like again their their ring gear like the slightly torn like trousers they come in it just fits everything absolutely everything i like how the briscoes have like a rotation of ring gear they use yeah um there's something really cool about it it's always in the same form though you know yeah so it's nice that it differentiates keeps them fresh but you know what you're getting with the Briscoes. The thing I noticed about like showing little clips of the Briscoes during the show and such, like highlight reels and things, is that they constantly change their hair, their beards, their kind of gimmicks. They change it up quite often. Like They are still the Briscoes. They'll always be these kind of good old Southern boys almost. But um, they do keep it fresh quite often. Yeah. And I think that's the most intelligent thing about their in-ring stuff, as you said. It, they, they play to their audiences. They're never going to be going to a kid-friendly show. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's not a good idea if you are booking them for that. But I think overall, as you said, their movesets as they've evolved... It's great. Yeah, precisely, man. So our next match is Dalton Castle. Oh, wait a sec. It's night three, according to Cabana. So we've moved on a day. Uh, no one yep. kind of mentioned it. just cuts straight to the next yeah. match. But Cabana is very, very kind and puts it over for us. Uh, so we've got Dalton Castle against Flip Gordon. For commentary, we are joined at this stage by Mandy Leon and Matt Taven, who I've always called Matt Taven. <laughs> okay, well played. <laughs> So, yes, we are. Um, so I put we've got Cole Cabana and Matt Taven on commentary. And, and who is this woman that is also speaking? Because they don't announce her at any point. No. <laughs> like, they do refer to her as Mandy Leon. And they say Mandy a few times. I yeah. realize who it is immediately when they cut to her. But um, she's very loud. Mm-hmm. She distorts the mic quite a lot. Uh-huh. And Matt Taven talks a lot. 
but he is a real world champion. Mm. He puts that over more than the wrestling match he's <laughs> commentating on. Now, I didn't have time to look into this. What is this thing with his old ROH belt? <laughs> no fucking idea. Brilliant. I think it boils down to uh, JB Dalton Castle for the belt. Then I think in a six-person match or something. Taven pinned Lethal. Yeah, or won the belt somehow, but then Lethal ended up winning the match. Right. So this leads to them both having belts. Always confusing. It is a little bit, especially I, when they don't explain it. This is maybe why Needy and Rick and Bonnie on commentary, because he probably would have explained it. Yeah. So Dilton, uh, who technically should be Ashley Remington at this point, let's just point that out, but I guess he's recovered from his horrific injury the night before. <laughs> To uh, come back, the concussions heal in 24 hours, right? Yeah, maybe it was just a bad test. Indie wrestling. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. So Dalton asked SoCal Val to announce that he is sunburned. <laughs> so good. So good. So asked Flip to not touch anywhere on his body. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> this is hilarious. Like, this is why Dalton Castle, I think, could be WWE worthy very, very soon. He's so entertaining. I like as well how he then started wearing like just like the big black bodysuit under his shirt and then just one leg. <laughs> so good, man. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Uh, we want Ashley Chance. I totally agree. Dalton just shrugs it off because he's brilliant at his job. Uh, Flip's chest is absolutely fucked from the night before. The big bruise marks all over his chest. Like he's been busted open. It's like someone chops. has been like a Hollywood film oh. studio just to paint stuff on. But he looks, <laughs> you can tell when he's moving the rings like that is ouchy. I'm a little tender. to this yeah. <laughs> I may not have sunburn. So we get a shoulder block from Flip and Dalton immediately sells the sunburn. Like it's the <laughs> most painful thing he's ever experienced in his life. This is fucking great. Uh, we get chops and back rake by Flip. Boo! You sick fuck! You sick fuck! How dare you to a man with sunburn? Uh, Taven and Cabana get over the Taven lethal who's the champion stuff a lot on commentary. Like, they really don't stop talking about it the whole match. Yeah, they drill it home unnecessary amounts, don't they? Considering how entertaining this match in the ring is as well, it seems a shame to talk over it. I think that's the problem of having not... I'm, I'm trying to find a way to phrase this so I don't sound like a dick. Mate, but just go for it. I just think it's sometimes there are wrestlers who can go onto commentary and add value to your product. Mm. Matt Taven on commentary, and in fairness, and to a lesser extent, Mandaleon did not add anything to this match. It's a shame because Jay Lethal was wrestling that day. Oh, okay. Uh, he ended up putting his belt on the line. I can't remember who was wrestling, but... It was, uh, it was Frankie Kazarian. Frankie Kazarian. So he was going against Kaz. Um, so he couldn't do commentary. Fucking TNA, Mark. <laughs> Called him Kaz. What was he in WWE? His name is Frankie Kazarian Tax. <laughs> oh, what? What was he when he was briefly in WWE before oh, he refused no to cut idea. his hair? No idea at all. I know he was there for like, he was doing dark matches and velocity and stuff, wasn't he? I remember seeing a velocity match. With he him lasted and... a bit longer than Braden Walker. <laughs> More than a day, you mean? Yeah. yeah. So uh, commentators continue not to call the match, uh, but Cabana is trying. He uh, He's trying to get like in between Matt Taven talking constantly. He's holding kind of monologues almost on commentary at this point, you know? Did you notice that before the match started, you had a little bit of audio from the commentary booth that wasn't supposed to come through? There's quite a lot of this. They like, didn't mute the mics. Talk over. didn't even edit them yeah. out, you know? And Cabana's going, don't talk over this. Don't talk over that. Do this. Do that. You know, he's, he's fucking giving them the what's what, and he should be. Yeah. But they still do it. Yeah, clearly they don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> so we get big knees in the corner by Dalton Castle. He falls to the outside. A really awkward kind of looking fall. I think it was deliberate though. Yeah. Mm, hard to say, but it looked like he deliberately tried to look like he injured himself on the fall. He sold it well. 
because they kind of jump, he jumps back in the ring and there's a really awkward roll up by Flip because Dalton kind of looks and going, what are you doing? And Flip's like, roll, roll into my arm. Like, don't worry, I'll catch <laughs> you. It's like, come on, dude, you've got to sit up and grab him at least. You can't just lay there. Anyway, uh, so we get a roll up by Flip that looks really, really awkward for the one, two, three and your winner. And surprisingly, against the next ROH world champion, but I guess he's injured. Uh, so you get Flip Gordon beating Dalton Castle. So I got the impression at the end of this match, Dalton Castle was sort of favoring his arm a bit mm. against what I don't, again, if this was part of setting or if he is genuinely injured, which is why I think he might have substituted quite a bit of comedy in his few matches. Yeah, I wonder how legitimate that injury was because he's had a few legitimate injuries this year, which uh, kind of ended his title run as well, which is a bit of a shame, yeah. really. Um, and I think it disrupted his title run quite badly. Uh, yeah, it was at a time out. he needed to have a run for it, wasn't he, it? Yeah, and then post title he was out for a long time, I think, with surgery and such. Do you Have you uh, subscribed to him on YouTube by any chance? I have not, no. He's got a very cool channel, so just Google Dalton Castle on YouTube. <laughs> just, you, just search for Dalton Castle on YouTube, and uh, he's got a really good channel where he basically does kind of vlogging, science, okay. other things. But he's genuinely entertaining and does lots of silly shit and has a cat. I think this is the thing as well for why... And it sounds silly. Why I start liking wrestlers now more because you get to enjoy the behind the scenes stuff a bit more. You get mm. to go, oh, he's a nice guy. I first found out about Adam Cole on Cabana's podcast, and he came across as a really nice guy. And I was like, okay, I want to follow this Adam Cole guy and see how where, where he goes. Nice. I was like, oh, that's great. And it's the same thing I said, even just for it seeing the little bits of Dalton Castle. And now what you're saying on the YouTube, nice guys win. I think he's insanely talented. He's got a really fun little backstory. Um, so he used to hang around with some of the Shakara guys. They would kind of go from town to town. I think it was, um, oh, who's uh, the guy that used to get beat up on WWE TV by the great Carly a lot? Colin Delaney? Colin Delaney. And his tag team partner, who I can't remember the name no. of suddenly. Um, so I think it was those guys he used to kind of tour around with. And like right. he was just, he was an amateur wrestler, really, really, really good amateur wrestler. Um, and he would kind of come to those shows just as a friend. Like, he would just tag along for the journey and he'd kind of just sit in the locker room, just being a douchebag, just doing his <laughs> silly things. Way, like, basically how he's put it on his um, on podcasts and stuff in the yeah. past. Um, and then one day he just was like, I think I can try this. <laughs> and that's how he kind of got into oh, things really? like Shakara and such. Oh, and he cool. started doing indies. And from day one, he was just one of the best wrestlers. Like, he's so technically savvy and technically sound because of his amateur background. Yeah. Like some of the stuff he pulls out as Ashley Remington in the earlier matches is just like, oh, it's, just, it's like world of sport level like silliness. Next match, we've got Mark Briscoe against Jay Briscoe in our semi-final and Cabana puts over the two have had confrontation the night before. Immediately, holy, bleh, we immediately get holy shit chance to start from the crowd and uh, yeah, here we go, boys. I, at this stage, thought this was going to be a lot of arm drags, a lot of rest holds. Solid technical <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. Good headlock here and there, you know? Yeah, maybe a, maybe a drop toe hold and a Russian leg sweep. <laughs> <laughs> so I've written some of the spots down, but not too much. As you may have noticed on this week's pod, we're trying to call less of the spots and just get to the points of talking about the story, which I think is a good thing. Um, so we get a running Yakuza kick by Mark the Star, a not-so-subtle edit immediately jumps into a Sabu chair yeah, shot yeah. by Jay. Like, Jay literally lobs a chair across the ring. I wonder what happened in this bit where they had to cut. Probably the bird came back. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder whether someone out there knows. It could leave a comment telling us like what That'd be good to know. In the moment when the Jay Lethal Mark... Br I keep calling him Jay Lethal. It's not Jay Lethal. No. It's Jay Briscoe. JB and MB. Yeah, so Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe match. And what happened during the edit? <laughs> We'd love to know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's basically it's a hard hitting, brutal power moves. Commentators won't shut up at all. They're just constantly talking over this match. As I well. have some very awkward Mandy Leon bits Go during on. it. So Mandy Leon mentions during this commentary that she's very turned on by watching these people beat she each does, other up. Yeah. And that's I love the way Cabana chastised her for it. Yeah. So like, don't use me as a sexual object. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> and rightly so. We're not pieces of meat. <laughs> I'm pretty relaxed about this sort of thing. But like, you know, in modern society, you've got to be more cautious about offending people. Exactly. If I said that about... <laughs> Sorry. What was that? That was my face when I was watching Alundra Blaze versus... <laughs> that, <laughs> was a, that was a noise of disdain for modern society. <laughs> but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but it, unfortunately, it's things like this that doesn't necessarily take I feel away. the need to clarify that I'm a massive lefty and I think everyone should be nice to each other but fucking hell learn to take a joke dickheads <laughs> carry on uh, after that again as we try and stay away from politics <laughs> I felt the need to chuck it in it sounded like no. I was a fascist being no, like no. we should all be able to call people lesbians and it should be fine you know like HLA HLA <laughs> but I think things like this in the commentary um, had Jay Lethal been commentating on this, I would have enjoyed these two matches a lot more than oh, I did. Oh, fuck yeah. Because it was such a Even distraction. Even just Cabana by himself. Yeah. Such a distraction over the last two matches. I can understand why they've got um, Taven on commentary. They're trying to put over this this the gimmick they've got going on, the storyline they've got going on at the moment. Don't get why Mandy Leon was there. Busy. Yeah, just, just to be there. I think so, because I don't think she's on anything of Ring of Honor. I don't see that she's on I've any. I've never big... seen her on commentary before. No, and she's not on any big push for like Women of Honor. And that's uh, the part, she, she's it? been a major part of Women of Honor. She was in the tournament to crown the first champion. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> no, you fucking were. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay lobs uh, at least a half full can of beer directly at his brother's head twice (laughs) (laughs) like you fucking dick uh they're like oh that's definitely not the first time that's happened on commentary it's fucking great uh mark throws jay headfirst through a chair in the corner and oh my god disqualify him ring the bell no 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 (laughs) of course they don't uh matt taven says at this point at 16 years old they started doing it in the ring to one another i'm like lad did you mean to say that (laughs) I'm not sure you did. Uh, That's probably what turned Mandy Leon on. Mm, was it the point? It was, it was Jay being aggressive that turned her yeah, on. Yeah, in the corner. It? Yeah. Okay. Finally, a let's go, Briscoe. Briscoe sucks chant. Because when I saw this match for Ring of Honor in Liverpool, there was, it was hilarious. The chanting was what made the match for me. It was immediately like, let's go, Briscoe. Let's go, Briscoe. <laughs> like across the chant. There was, uh, you know, let's go, Briscoe. Briscoe sucks. We hate you, Briscoe. We do. We love you, Briscoe. We do. <laughs> like, the British crowd was fucking great. And it's taken this American... Well, I'm going to call them American, but they're just at sea or whatever. It's probably Ameri- mostly Americans, you'd imagine. Yeah, I looked at the cost of flying out to this Jericho cruise, and it wasn't worth the money. A bit pricey. <laughs> Very pricey. I imagine yeah. so, yeah. Especially with the level of accommodation that I wanted. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have those luxury cabins, mate. I need to have my own boat next to it. Did you look at the cabins? <laughs> I did. So some of them were like, you know... I'm going to refer to it as the Jack Cabin. <laughs> Titanic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then, like, if you wanted a rose cabin, like, with lounge and, like, all these amazing things, like, holy shit, some of these cabins. Mm, very nice. Very, I was very looking nice. at it, but then I also thought for that price, I don't want to be surrounded by BO riddled <laughs> wrestling bags. <laughs> well, I'm paying eight Please grand. keep listening to our podcast. <laughs> I wasn't going to pay eight grand to be surrounded by sweat monkeys. At least you can't smell them when they're at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so the crowd kind of eventually catch up with the hilarity that is possible with all the chants with two guys called Briscoe in the ring together at the same time, finally. 
Uh, Mott goes up top. Jay throws a Sabu chair at him again. A massive Jay driller by Jay for the win for the one, two, three. And your winner going on to the final against Flip Gordon will be Jay Briscoe. Probably one of the most intense matches I've seen in a very long time. I really enjoyed it. Really, really yeah. fun brawling crazy power moves stiff as fuck he threw a half full beer can at his fucking face i mean what more twice could you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> what more could you ask for in professional wrestling this is perfect brothers yeah not to be massive fucking dicks outside the ring i yeah, mean that yeah. could help now cabana says we'll move on to tomorrow and then we cut blah, 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 after the briscoes have a little hug onto night four so Sal- socal val announces the finals jay briscoe versus flip gordon the commentators are back to Com- Cabana and Jay Lethal. Yeah. Thank fuck. Jay jumps flip immediately at the beginning of the match after his trouser removal backflip thing. Uh, dude dressed in full macho gear at ringside. Did you see this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it WCW kind of Hogan Chamber of Horrors like level macho yeah. gear? Oh, very, very cool. I, was very I, I thought to myself, <laughs> clearly, if someone checked your luggage and you tried to go through customs, <laughs> how do you explain that? You uh, do you need a business visa for this, sir? Uh, <laughs> I'm a professional macho man, Randy Savage cosplayer. Yeah. <laughs> so you get a 450 by Flip, but Jay gets the knees up uh, to stop him. Uh, Jay beats down Flip. Stiff forearm elbow exchange leads to Flip doing flips. Funnily enough. <laughs> <laughs> nobody kicks out of the falcon arrow by flip gordon this time uh apart from jay, jay briscoe who does who hits a massive jay driller but then flip kicks out of the jay driller yeah kicks it too what the fuck you shouldn't be kicking out of this put over on commentary that very few people have done it so again helping build flip up absolutely mate so he originally calls the cabana calls this the flip 50 but apparently it's called the flip five flip so five yeah i guess he's adding on you know the power of 10 to his power move or whatever there's some sort of gaming reference there but i can't be bothered to make but i think you got what i'm gonna yeah <laughs> so funny <laughs> i like that joke so uh, much full of hilarity me uh, a bit more of a spin but basically does a tko all aboard flip five yeah i love Five. the tko it's I always thought it's like an underutilized finisher you know so it's nice to see uh, someone like flip gordon adapting it i'm not sure he's a power move guy though no i wonder how he i mean again he He's a strong lad, so... He hit it on I, Jay Briscoe. He's yeah. quite a big lad. I don't think it's a case that he won't be able to hit it on people off size. I mean, he's not going to hit it on John Cena, for example. You can't see him. Da, 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 da. I literally yeah. don't know why the, I did the John Cena hand wave across for my, my face. For, for your benefit, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, our winner of the match and winner of the tournament goes on to get a shot against Jay Lethal is our buddy Flip Gordon. What a lovely, lovely boy he seems to be. I'm, I'm very much on board. Again, similar to Paige, Flip Gordon's had an excellent 2018. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's certainly a lot more known as well, and that is purely by association to the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, really fun tournament. Really enjoyed it. This is the bulk of the show. Obviously, we've got our thirty-five minute six-man tag main event to come, but I this was booked brilliantly. Full of guys I enjoy seeing wrestle. We didn't spend too long going through all the first 16 and stuff like that. You know, they got straight to the quarters and the semis. Yeah, so basically this was about just under two hours start to finish of the tournament. They showed everything. Perfect. Good entrances. I said didn't waste any time. Uh, there was no wasted matches. Everything had a purpose all around like the 11, 12 minute mark. Yeah. This is wrestling I like. I really like shows that remind me of SummerSlam 92. And yeah, well, yeah. Where it starts in the daylight and slowly it comes dusk and then it becomes nighttime because it feels like the show progresses in such a way that it becomes more dramatic. 
it starts out quite light-hearted and fun and silly because it's in the daytime and none of the lighting effects work or anything. Then as the sun goes down, the darkness comes and all the light becomes in the drama sets and you lose a lot of the background. You focus in on the wrestling. I love this. I want to see more outdoor wrestling. And this is where sometimes WWE get it wrong in their stadium shows when you have The Undertaker come out when it's daylight. Yeah, that's a mistake. Because they were pushing. Because that was when, when it was Taker versus Wyatt mm. and it was getting dark, but it wasn't dark enough. They were like... Send Bray Wyatt out first. Maybe yeah. try, try and do a 12-minute entrance, just like The Undertaker. <laughs> but, but yeah. Even like referred to it as in photography as the golden hour. Okay. Like dusk, when you get that beautiful sideways sunshine coming in. Yeah. Like it just looks so cool. It looks dramatic in the ring. And then the sun sets and you get that drama of all the lighting as well. Like that's when Taker needs to come out, really. But yeah. But I, I, yeah, it adds something very special to a wrestling show. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so our main event of the evening is the Alpha Club, or is it Y2 Jacksons, or is it Bucks of Jericho <laughs> versus the Bullet Club, or is it the Elite? We've got Jericho, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson versus Kenny Omega, Cody <coughs> Rhodes, and Marty Scurll, because we're not allowed to call him Cody Rhodes. Cause, of course know, not. Fuck you, Vince. So the crowd is absolutely packed at this point. It is fucking hyped beyond belief. Uh, Marty's the first out, and we've got darkness surrounding the ship now, so this just feels like a main event. And Marty comes out in his Nassau tie-dye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've got Don Callis, Colt Cabana, and... Scott Demore. But they never say Scott Demore's name. You just see the back of his head for about 10 minutes, and I was like, is it that dude from Team Canada that I can't remember the name of suddenly? Then I remembered halfway through it was Scott Demore. So yeah. uh, I really like this combination of the three of them. It works well. Yeah. I like Don Callis's captain's hat on oh, commentary as well. Lovely, yeah. Dressed to impress. Stealing Ashley Remington's gimmick, yeah. but <laughs> still. And also Jericho's gimmick. Jericho had the captain's yeah. hat as well, so yeah, it's all good. Uh, but I've watched or heard Don Callis a lot for New Japan over the last year or so. He hasn't done the last few months at all. No, because I think that's because he's on Impact. Yeah, but uh, as a commenter, absolutely adore him. We've put over how much we love Colt Cabana. Scott Demore was great as well. Contributed enough, but not too much that he was annoying or distracting in any way. I absolutely adored them. So I, I, yeah. I said, other than the two matches um, in the semis, this was great commentary yeah. throughout. So Marty comes out and he's bought himself a British tourist tie-dye tassel shirt and Nassau. <laughs> Cody out. Oh, he's got the same tourist shirt. <laughs> and Cody is over as fuck. Like, I thought Marty was over, but the crowd seriously popped for Cody. Big time. I think it's partly WWE crowd as well. I don't think they're all Ring of Honor crowd. No, I think a lot of it is, oh, Jericho. Yeah. And I think, I think they, if they haven't been watching any indies or anything like that, they haven't seen Cody in a very long time. So this must be like a nice big return for yeah, them. Yeah, definitely. Um, the best spout machine, Kenny fucking Omega comes out. And, oh, my God, I love him so much. Would you say he is your favorite wrestler at this moment in time? Oh, favorite wrestler. He's right up there. I wouldn't say he's my favorite. Give me a top three while we're here. As of today, when we're uh. recording this podcast, who are your top three wrestlers in the world? Let, let's do one Japanese companies, one American companies, one European British. Okay, fine. Okay, so... For me, it's Minoru Suzuki in Japan. Okay. Uh, the matches he's put on for Rev Pro that I've been live for, the matches he puts on every week. Every week, he's fucking terrifying. No matter what match he's in, he's a terrifying heel. Like, he's the easiest person in the world to book. He may not even be the best storyteller, wrestler, whatever. He's definitely beyond his prime, but oh my God, he's just terrifying. And 
I love him to pieces. He stiffs the fuck out of people, which I love. Okay. <laughs> Shall I go my Japan now? Go on, your Japan. Sonata. Okay, yeah, absolutely. He's on the verge of brilliance. He's, he is now one step away from being that top-level guy oh, absolutely. in him. Japanese wrestling. When it eventually boils down to him and Naito, or him and Okada, or him and Kenny Omega... It's going to be insane. He's going to be a superstar. And I think maybe the feud with Naito is the one that's going to make him. Because as soon as he breaks away from LIJ and fuses with Naito, oh my God, Sonata is a singles competitor. Yeah, he's Tanahashi levels of good. I mean, as I said, when he was even being poorly used when he was in TNA, he was something special. And now he can actually be himself and be a character. Yeah. I think being in LIJ has really helped him. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, top draw, in ring, out of the ring. He needed a stable to kind of solidify himself in the, yeah. the minds of everyone and show his quality in like the G1 this year. Oh my God, his matches, every single one was five stars for me. But I'm a big fan, yeah. So yeah. out of um, out of the uh, the Japanese promotions, here's my number one okay. at the moment. I, I agree with that. So what about America? So we're talking WWE, really. I'm in two minds at the moment, but I'm going Becky. Okay, nice. Becky Lynch. Cool. Because finally there's someone with character. Yeah. Because there are no characters. There's okay. great ring workers, but she can do it in the ring and out of the ring. So I'm going Becky Balboa. Okay. Uh, Becky's definitely high on my list, especially with WrestleMania around the corner and what we all hope is going to be a women's main event. Uh, I fucking hope it's her and not Charlotte against Ronda. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, Ronda Charlotte is going to... Uh, and it was great. Ago. Yeah. It was great as well. series. What a potential for... Uh, yeah, we but, all know what was. But saying. I said their, their match at Survivor Series was very good, Ronda yeah, and absolutely. Charlotte. But yeah, yeah, totally. Not that I watched it, but it's all good. <laughs> um, for me, it's Seth Rollins. I think he's massively underutilized. I think he has the potential to be um, a John Cena level of star. Uh, I think with a few tweaks here and there, I think he could be an absolute monster. I think AJ is right there next to him, but AJ is perfect. Yeah, there's no compare. I think Rollins could use a little push. Well, they could hold the company for five years, pretty much. They're saying that Rollins Lesnar belt at thirty-five, which I would be happy as a ma- as one of their named main events, because yeah. it wouldn't main event the show. It would be Strowman if he's not injured. I'd point that out. It should be Strowman. It should be Strowman, but I wonder if that's another reason as to why they haven't given him the belt because they've known of his elbow for a long time. I want Strowman to get healthy. I'm yeah. worried about him. Like, St- you see these big guys like Show and Andre and stuff having these career-defining yeah. injuries almost, you know? Stay out, get healthy, come yeah. back. Please. Dominate for 10 years. Uh, yeah, he's he could be the man. And then use quickly. him sparingly. Yeah. Okay, what about British, European, slash... I mean, I think we're going to say the same person. God. I'm probably going to surprise you. Go because on. I would say, Walter, because I've been watching a bit more WXW, I'm going Dragonov. Dragonov, really? Leo Dragonov. I'm disappointed yeah. how they booked him nah. at Progress <laughs> okay. at Wembley. Uh, hello, Wembley. He should have beaten Pete Dunne. He should have run through him. 100%. No, not run through him, but he should have won. Yeah. Should have been a contest because Pete fucking Dunne, for God's sake. But I think, yeah, I'm going Dragonov. Okay. Volta. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Vol- Vol- Volta's number two for me. But yeah, Dragonoff is number one. Have they faced each other in w- WXL? I think so. They must have. We need to find that match and do that show. I want to see Ilya Dragunov against Volta. Oh, 
Oh, let's do it. Oh. Okay, so back to the show we're actually doing on this. <laughs> who, lo- who doesn't love a segue? If you disagree with our choices, <laughs> find us on at World of Wrestling Pod. Sorry, at World of Rest Pod. Yeah, on Twitter machine. We've got merch Absolutely. to sell. Well, not, we might have merch to we've sell. We've potentially got merch Check to sell. Check the Twitter feed if you want to see the potential merch. We've got CM Punk's booth t-shirts, which are fucking awesome. I'm so proud of them. Anyway, um... So Kenny Omega also has a lovely tasseled holiday shirt too. So I love that they're like running the gimmick of we're a team. We've got to wear the same shirt. For some reason, they bought <laughs> tie-dye nassel tassel shirts. Can you imagine the conversation? You know what we've got in this main event, lads? They're, they're all going to be as they are. Mm. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's go and get these tie-dye <laughs> tassel tops. That'll be brilliant. It'd be a nice little memento from the holiday. I mean, it's Marty, Kenny, and Cody. You can imagine the conversation of just like... <laughs> Should we? <laughs> yeah, we definitely should. They've all got a great sense yeah. of humor. Well, I want the green tie-dye. <laughs> Dude, um, I will just one quick segue. If you watch Being the Elite ever, watch this week's one. Okay. Okay, it's called the... Um, when someone's possessed, how do you get rid of the possession? You do Exorcism. A, it's called the Exorcism of Cody Rhodes. Because I've, si- I've heard that he's basically been like talking to himself and talking to Triple H. Mate, it's fucking hilarious. I won't give it away too much, but Cody has essentially become possessed by the spirit of the WWE. And so, like, you know, uh, during the intervals, they'll show, like, a fact about Raw or SmackDown. Like, Raw and SmackDown are the most watched network television shows, so Cody will repeat that and be like, nah, (laughs) in between and such. (laughs) I uh, I genuinely pissed myself laughing at least twice to this gimmick. Never known he'd had that comedy ability or creativity because, you know, who's his dead again? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fucking A, man. Fucking A. So, super kick party! And out come the Young Bucks looking absolutely fly as fuck in their zebra print, red and white and black tasseled headband awesomeness gear. I'm so glad Kiss came and wrestled on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Kiss fans, Jericho comes out to Fozzy. <laughs> Jonas is, Jonas in my mind. Just give me a second. <laughs> Fucking hell, Fozzy. What a band, eh? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So Jericho has matching gear for the Young Bucks. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. I mean, I this is very much a promoter who should know not to keep booking themselves in the main event. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, look at this, right? So you've got Bucks, you've got Cody, who are basically great entrepreneurs. You've got Marty Skull, who is the top of his weight class. And then you've got the best wrestler in the world, Kenny Omega. Yeah. And then Jericho's been like, I want to be seen with these boys. Mate, Jericho's class, though. I don't, I'm not denying it, but it's a case of, I wonder if a lot of this thing was, you know what I'm going to do? If I'm seen with these boys, I'm going to... Yeah. <laughs> so again, it's good business. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have done it. I mean, Jericho's, I don't know if I want to spoil this for you, has been in and out of New Japan. Yep. Okay, and has been pretty solidly part of New Japan. And being the elite, uh, I'll keep going back to it. Um they've been playing this gimmick of is it Y2 Jackson or is it the Bucks of Youth yeah. for a long, long time now. So, the, wait, what is it? Not Bucks of Youth. No, that's what Matt Hardy calls them. Bucks of Jericho. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, if you watch the, the, the story leading into it, it makes more sense. Yeah. They've kind of been joking about how this match is on the horizon for months and months and months. 
and how Kenny Omega has kind of been teasing feuds with the Bucks kind of just on their show, yeah. not on wrestling television. So, yeah, it, it does make some sort of sense. Don't worry. It's, it's all good. <laughs> just skip over it. <laughs> so Jericho poses uh, with the Bucks and they just look fucking awesome because Jericho does his old school like yeah. bulldog pose. The Bucks do their poses. I'm just in love with this gimmick so much. I think it's great. Uh, the crowd ch- start chanting, Vince can't touch this. If Vince didn't want this to happen, it wouldn't be fucking happening. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I wonder, most of that cruise would be signed to NXT. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man with power. Like, yeah, let's not piss Vince off, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> He'd probably be able to stop the boat leaving dock. <laughs> Probably. He's got that power, I think. I put steroids on there. <laughs> what? <laughs> just give, like, you know, his good old buddy Trumpical would be like, can we just uh, block all the ports in the US for a week, please? <laughs> you know? I heard there's Iranians on there, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to, uh, you know, Americans' view of the Iranian slash Afghan war. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> One man Cena fixes everything. Anyway, so. Well, go back to the Marine. One man Cena kills the <laughs> Taliban. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> So sexy removal of t-shirts by the Bullet Club lot. Oh, they're awesome heels. So we basically, we've got the Bullet Club lot, or what we should refer to as the... Oh, it is Bullet Club, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, they're now no longer the Bullet Club, which is what is confusing me. At but this time, they dubbed themselves the Bullet Club versus Alpha Club. Yeah, I think this is literally officially their last match as Bullet Club as well. So it's a bit of a surreal one. So we've got Bullet Club as heels. So Omega, Cody, and yeah. Marty against the uh, Alpha Club of Jericho and the Boxers, the Faces. Really, really cool. Very happy they put a heel face dynamic into this match. Yeah, definitely. Because it could very easily could have just been everyone blowing their loads. Spot fest. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I've got a few more spots than usual on this one because it's main event. So I'll just run it. The crowd go wild to Jericho tagging in and then there's a combination of moves and the Alpha Club are really, really fun. Uh, Omega in, I want that guy. Points right in Jericho's face. Uh, because they've got a bit of a history kind of from uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. Uh, so Omega and Jericho back in the ring the first time after their match at the Tokyo Dome and Cody spoils it by tagging himself in. Don Callis puts over Jericho's tag history, which I thought was a nice touch. Talking about the ECW yeah. and uh, what's his tag team, Lance Storm, called? Uh, that wasn't Impact, Impact Players, was it? I was about to say Impact Players, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Um, Marty does a I'm the king of the world <laughs> while standing and looking at Jericho and Jericho's look of disgust at stealing his gimmick I thought it was brilliant I also thought it was a nice Titanic reference as well because when he stands oh, in the front yeah. of the I'm king of the world oh is that what it was maybe that's I swear Jericho used to go I'm the king of the he world he did yeah oh he did okay good so, good so I'm hoping it's a double mention <laughs> I hope I hope it was also Titanic <laughs> <laughs> So Cody goes to set up for Shattered Dreams, but nah, he flips everyone off yeah. instead because he's a dastardly heel in this match. Well played, Cody. Well a low-flying lion salt by Jericho to Marty, but he still hits it. Uh, the commentators do a great job of he being like... He planted his head into his chest. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Chicken wing! No! Straight into the walls of Jericho. At that stage, chicken wing, I thought, oh, Briscoes. <laughs> <laughs> the other boys all jump in the ring and the Young Bucks hit the cease and desist which are their versions of the sharpshooters or scorpion deathlocks all at the same time. So we've got the Bucks with the, the guys in the sharpshooters, Jericho with... Um, Skirl in the, uh, the walls. walls of Jericho. Fucking brilliant little moment. The Holding on Skirl's hand to not make him tap yeah, as well. Very all, nice. All the three heels are stopping each other from tapping and yeah. stuff. Yeah, really, really fun. Uh, we get a slow clap with everyone down after this. Bullet Club with the combination moves now. Jericho cuts off the V-trigger and we're down to Jericho and Omega. They do the Takayama Fry hockey fight thing where they grab the back of each other's collars and just start throwing punches. And like, yeah, hockey fight. And then super kick party. 
all around. I'd never get invited. No, you could be. I think I could kick you in the face, actually. I'm not sure my leg stretches that far. I'll kneel down. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> mate. So, triple Alpha Club Super Kicks gets a near fall on Omega. How dare you put near falls on Kenny Omega? That's why the IWGP heavyweight champion in the world. Uh, assisted Meltzer Driver, kind of rope walk Meltzer Driver thing. Yeah. Well, looked okay, but I prefer the 450 version. Yeah, definitely. Whatever. Code Breaker, Crossroads, Super Kicks all around, Double Rana, Reverse Rana, Walls of Jericho to Omega by Jericho, uh, Springboard Face Buster by Nick while Omega is in the walls. Looked absolutely brutal. Like, Do you know how uneducated I went? Nick flies in with an X Factor. Oh, X Factor <laughs> is the same thing. But it's springboard X Factor is a nice way of putting it. Uh, umbrella shot to Jericho by Marty Skell. One wing. Oh, he doesn't quite get the one wing angel. So Omega's back gives out on him while he's trying to deliver the one wing angel to Matt Jackson. The commentary put over that it's due to the damage by the walls of Jericho and yeah, something nice. before. Really nice little touch. But then immediately Kenny does the V trigger to Matt, lifts him up pretty easily <laughs> to the one wing angel, <laughs> drops him down. One, two, three. Nobody kicks out the one wing angel ever. And rightly so. Absolutely. Literally, no one's ever kicked out of it apart from Kota Ibushi, which is fine. So, your winners of the Bullet Club of IWGP Heavyweight Champion Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and Marty Skull. It's a 35 minute plus match. It's a bit longer with the entrances. Yeah, entrances were 35 minutes. The actual in ring time was 23 minutes and 10 seconds. It's a bit long. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Really great main event. High spots, craziness. Stories are pretty solid. Um, there's nothing to really write home about. This is not a few that's going to last or go on to do anything else. It was def- imagine. Yeah, it it might was, do. It was definitely something just to sign off their crews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you know how many shit kiss cover bands can you have to <laughs> draw people to a boat? <laughs> oh, and Fozzy. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe right. they they count as a I'm kiss r- cover band. R- r- <laughs> <laughs> so the two teams face off in the ring against each other. Jericho and Omega are left face to face talking, not shaking hands. They're just shit talking each other essentially at this point. We start to fade to black, but no, Jericho is dressed as the ship's captain on the bow of the ship. What puts, aboard. Over, yeah, puts over the ship going on the cruise and everything, and that's the end of the show. Yeah, really, really fun. I enjoyed this. Yeah, really, really good show. For a standalone little tournament, at least there was something to wrestle for at the end of it, because if it had been some kind of crappy trophy or cup no point we know nothing about that do we that's because our cup is really good in the super <laughs> quiz cup coming on new year's eve eve yeah look forward to that it's gonna be a good one so um cornflake rating um difficult one in that it's very isolated um one of my favorite roh shows in recent memory i watched quite a lot of ring of honor here and there so like final battles and major shows and title changes shows and stuff like that and I find their kind of regular shows a little <sighs> tedious. I struggle with ROH start to finish. Yeah. I will dip in and out for particular matches. But that, similar to what we spoke of earlier, the whole sort of Matt Taven title thing, I didn't know about it and I wasn't inclined to go and find out. Yeah. That's the problem at the moment I find with ROH because I think where where everyone's now evolved, WWE have signed a lot of their talent for NXT, a lot of people have gone to New Japan. I think Ring of Honor have really suffered with the expansion of other promotions. And I think they're building up their current crop of new talent. Because everyone in that ring today, very, very talented. But if you think of people like the Briscoes, who've been there for a very long time, Daniels, Kazarian, who were in like the earlier rounds. Flip Gordon is an interesting person to go for to to rest with Jay Lethal. Mm. But as we've discussed in previous pods, is Jay Lethal good enough to carry a company? Uh, see, 
there's been some controversies surrounding him relatively recently as well, which I kind of skipped over a little bit. But he was accused of um, bad things. Yeah, let's just put it that way. Um, from my judgment of Jay Lethal, it doesn't seem to be legitimate. Mm. It's one accusation from an employee leaving the company. Um, and that's literally the only thing I've ever heard negative about him. Maybe I need to search more and maybe someone will message us afterwards being like, did you know he did this, this, and this? And they'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's, it's so hard to say in that maybe he could. But I just don't think he's big enough of a draw. No, that's my feeling, Jelly. For very good in-ring, great comedy character. Mm. But when my takeaway from this is outside of our main event wrestlers, the best thing about Ring of Honor is their commentary team. I said, if you're looking at who are the next big stars to run and lead Ring of Honor, maybe Flip, because he's got a lot of traction, but I don't think he's good enough at the moment to carry it. The thing with Ring of Honor is I think they rely on the guys coming across from New Japan quite a lot. Mm. Um... And they seem to have the worst luck with guys disappearing off to the Fed when they need them. Well, you especially if, if, if Silas is on his way out there as well. Silas mm. Young is on his way out. It feels Pun- like Punishment as as Martinez has gone there as well because yep. he wrestled a dark match in um, NXT. In memory, just look at the list of NXT and you can see yeah. like 10 guys maybe that have all left. Adam Cole was the champion right before he left. So, I mean, oh, it seems stupid just to give this a three, but it is a three basically. It's really good wrestling. It's great storytelling. But there's no real, nothing to write home about. I'm not desperate to watch any more again, necessarily. No. I'll watch Final Battle, maybe. Yeah. But that's that's where I am at at the moment, unfortunately, with ROH. Yeah. There's nothing compelling. I'll watch the odd match. It doesn't make me go, you know what? This is going to make me watch the product, so I'm going to go again. I'm going to go three cornflakes. Yeah. If you look at, like, you know, Final Battle over the last five years, and look at the best matches in every Final Battle, I guarantee, like, 90% of the dudes that were in those matches are now somewhere else. Yeah. Like that's that's got to be difficult to work with. Yeah, and I also think because Gabe's not involved in it anymore, is he? And I yeah. think that was the turning point for RH when Gabe wasn't involved. And it was brought out by Sinclair. Yeah, um, the TV network. So that was a bit later. There was a period with um, Cornette was there, wasn't he, for a bit? Yeah, but even before him, it was Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> Don't shake your head no. at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's now part of the WWE. Oh, Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. Thank you very much. He was booking as well. And uh, I think getting rid of Gabe was the biggest mistake they ever made. Yeah. He's such a good booker. Learned from the best. Uh, the early ROH is some of my favorite wrestling ever. So today, to finish off with a game, I thought I'd try something new for you. I'm intrigued to see what game you've come up with because it's the first time you've come up with a game. No, second time. Well, it's you had the theme tunes one. That's yours. Uh, well, we had the theme tunes. We had the uh, What's My Name again. Oh, yeah. True, true. Okay. Now, this is quite similar to the theme tunes. But this is called Actor Pop Star. <laughs> Actor Pop Star, okay. Actor Pop Star. Actor or act a pop star? Act a pop star. Okay, okay. <laughs> Go on then. So, I'm going to play you six songs. Right. From people who have performed or released albums who are wrestlers. How we haven't had copyright hits on YouTube is amazing to me, but also, yeah, awesome. That sounds great. Okay, so I'm going to start. I'm going to make them easy and then going to get progressively harder leading okay. on to the main event. How many are there? I've got six today, if it all works. Okay, how many do I need to get right to win? I'm going to say four today. Yeah, it's plenty. Four, four today, because yeah. the first one I think is going to be a gimme, but I'm just going to put it in because I bloody love it. Okay, so what have I got to do? I've got a. Basically, you have to identify the wrestler. 
who is performing a released song. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Five of the six of these songs have been released under record deals. So why? Okay. Nice. <laughs> why is it called actor wrestler? Actor pop star. Actor pop star. Yeah. Because I they're, they're, they're act a pop star. They've got, they're acting as a pop star. They're not real pop stars. They're fucking oh. wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Make sure you play it near the mic as well. Oh, I will. Don't yeah. you worry. Cool. Okay. Actor pop star number one. Not in, but like. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. That's fine. Cool. Cool. Get ready to tell me who is performing, and this is a gimme, who is performing this song? You say that. Oh, stay back. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me play for a second. Turn up. There you go. What you can't see on this video is Matcha Man Jake Roberts and Brutus Beefcake fake playing trumpets as Hogan plays bass badly in the background. Turn up one more click. There you go. That's the one. Just leave it there, okay? Are we get to get to the vocal, because <laughs> that's the best bit. <laughs> Play that, but wrote us. <laughs> Stare back! <laughs> <laughs> Spitzer man. Congratulations. Yeah. So that is number one. You you have got number one out of six correct. We had to let it play. I know. <laughs> I'm I leaving know. all that in. I, I'm, I'm so glad that, I, as I said, that was a gimme. So <laughs> I've even created this spot. This if, if you want to search for this new five song playlist on Spotify, oh, you can sake. look actor pop star. <laughs> so I'm going to start with uh, item number two. Okay, go for it. Hmm. Don't immediately recognise it. I realise I picked things with long intros, annoyingly. Sorry. I'm gonna assume this is our truth, but that's not my guess yet. This is just another day in the life. Seven flight connected. Oh, Cena. <laughs> Correct! <laughs> that voice is very recognizable. So you are two for two. Cool, cool. So I'm going to go... That monotone, no, 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 rapping style is so Cena. I'm going to go for song number three. Immediately assuming it's Silas, but just give it a second. Oh, hang on. I think to myself every night, what's it gonna take? I got sharks swimming in my sea. I got Is it Elias? It is Elias. Yeah, well that's the name done. I meant to say earlier when I said Silas. Shout out. Excellent uh, work. Shout out Silas. How you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so these are the easier ones. Okay, cool, cool. I'm not going to move on to... i still got to get one more to win this, technically. You do. So I'm going to give you... I'm going to go, because I think the next one might give it away, so I want to make the game interesting. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go for what would have been track number five, but it's track number four. So here we go. Number four. I almost told you the name of that. <laughs> <laughs> almost. I did that on the Super Quiz, like, very quietly, and I was like, no one did it. Hmm. Hey, 
Oh, I know exactly who that is. Um, Los Luchagors. That is correct. So that is Lita. That is correct. Well done. That voice is not hard to recognize. I support the Luchagors when I played down in Brighton. Oh, no yeah. shit. Awesome. Nice, man. So obviously, I played the whole thing. So what'd you do out of this? She goes, oh, I wrestle. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly marking out inside. Yeah, I was like, well oh, just just having a Pepsi with Lita. Well, she's not having Pepsi. I'm having a Pepsi with Lita. It's great. <laughs> what does she drink? Some, some, some kind of shot thing. Oh, okay, fair enough. At the time, anyway. Right. So when you're going to say like pint of beer. <laughs> like, Song number five. Let's even get the clean sweep. Okay, go on. I know for well. We... There's two more still to go, aren't there? Oh no, I've got seven. Oh, let's go full seven then. Fuck you, it. You've got to go more. five of the seven. Yeah, okay. On. So this is number. This is number five. Oh, I know that voice. Oh, it's Jeff Hardy. That is right. <laughs> that is right. That's Jeff Hardy. I was like, yeah, that's Jeff Hardy. That is Jeff Hardy's uh, band, uh, Peroxygen. You know when vocalists use big words, they have no idea what the fuck they mean. <laughs> yep. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, here is song number six. Go on. Before we go into our main event, so you are five out of six, five out of five. I'm at genuinely the moment. impressed with myself. I'm going to be honest. This is excellent. This is a great game. I think you will get this, but this is, to be fair, one of my favourite songs ever by okay. a wrestler. Okay, ready. Oh, it's uh, Mickey James. Oh my God! Straight away. <laughs> yeah. She didn't even sing. <laughs> I remember the hardcore country thing. I'm just going to leave it going so we get a copyright and also <laughs> this part. Did you say it's one of your favourite songs? From a wrestler? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> so, congratulations. You have got, so far, six out of six. So, I'm going to play Cheers, you mate. your final song. Let's go for the full sweep. I am going to make a deal with you. Okay. If you get this song correct... I'm going to buy you the best bloody Christmas present ever. Oh, excellent. Are we not doing my gimmick Christmas present buying? We're still doing that, but I'm going to buy you a bonus Christmas present okay. if you can get seven out of seven. I'll throw out I'm insanely skinned right now, so don't tell my missus I'm doing this. You, well, do. you don't have to get me a, a, an amazing Christmas present. This is just because if you can get seven out of seven right, and right. get this right, okay. and I'll be surprised if any of our listeners get this right. Okay, go on. I'm going to need some vocal. You, well, you could call it a vocal. Okay. Hmm. Got an idea. Who do you think? Give it a second. Okay, so there's two immediate options in my head. Okay, shall I turn okay. the music Can off? I have, yeah, go on. Okay. Can I have one clue? Um, as in you're going to ask a question, I'll give you an answer? Yeah, you okay. can refuse, the, refuse to answer if it's okay. too obvious, okay? A uh, modern wrestler or was in the WWE 10 years ago? 
It's prevalent. She, she had involvement in storylines in WWE slightly over 10 years ago. Okay. God, this turned into a different game as well. This is banging. Hmm. Play it to you one more time. Would you want me to carry on, carry on playing yeah, from the same on, song? Yeah, just keep going, yeah. Oh, Christmas Day, because we're near Christmas. Let's get to the chorus. Oh, month of May. Jesus, what a rhyme. Christmas Day, month of May. Like, fuck off with your rhyming scheme. <laughs> Writes our own stuff. Okay. It's a banger. <laughs> it is. Grabbing it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to throw out... Lillian Garcia? It is a good guess, but I'm afraid you are incorrect. Oh, okay. Go on. By doing this, we've probably given this song more airtime than it's ever <laughs> had or is listened to it ever. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Hey Ya by Brooke Hogan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now you said, yeah, that's definitively a Brooke Hogan song, isn't it? Generic, crappy, late 90s pop style, like early 2000s. Like, so uh, shout out to all those wrestlers who allowed us to use clips of their music on their pod. Thanks for giving us permission to do that. Appreciate that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're now running into our Christmas lead up. So we've got some yes, great shows. <laughs> Come on, this is going to be awesome. So we've announced this already on our Twitter feeds and stuff, but you go ahead, mate. So we decided after doing a little bit of a run on demand progress that we would maybe start running a sort of series of shows uh, that follow on each other or have uh, links to each other. And we've decided leading into our wonderful Christmas, we might delve into the land of the extreme. Oh, yes, mate. So we are going to be doing for next week's podcast... All three ECW pay-per-views from 1997. So we're going to start off with ECW Barely Legal. The following week, we are then going to move on to Hardcore Heaven 97. And to finish off in December, we're doing November to Remember. <laughs> so this should be a great run into Christmas. We've got those three shows. And then... So then on Christmas Eve, we're going to be releasing our Christmas special. We have a very special film review for you coming up we oh, do indeed are we going to, let's not announce no, it we won't let's announce make it a nice surprise yeah and then on new year's eve eve so the 30th of december we'll be releasing the super quiz cup which was recorded a few weeks ago which is a group of wrestlers rich is kindly presenting and being master of ceremonies for us and it's come out quite well cheers mate yeah cheers. i've really really enjoyed doing it and i think the edits come out quite fun as well and the idea being that um, we get a bit of time off over Christmas with stuff we've pre-recorded, and you get stuff that is on the Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve Eve. Have therefore you'll get stuff to listen to when you're bored sitting at home with your families. <laughs> I mean, if you're around the dinner table at the Hogan household, just be listening to Hey Yo all the time. <laughs> Fucking A boy. <laughs> That's the first ECW pay per view, and then the other two shows they did that year leading afterwards. Yeah. So there's some amazing stories in there. There's some amazing kind of. Um, lead throughs and kind of lead up to these shows like so we're gonna have to do a bit of research and yeah i'm looking forward to doing kind of a storyline as such yeah we're gonna be looking at the arcs going through the three shows so as you said it's gonna be a bit of a bit more research for us to do on these shows uh but hopefully it's something that you guys find a bit different 
Yeah, yeah. Um, if you know the ECW products, you know, hopefully this will be familiar with you. If you've never seen ECW, you know, again, if you want to watch these on the uh, network beforehand, listen to our points on it. But if not, you know, join us as always. Uh, you can find all of our links in our archive on worldofwrestlingpodcast.com. That's where you can see all of our previous podcasts. Yep, all the links to SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher iTunes, all that sort of. We are now there. everywhere. We're even I. We're even on um, TuneIn Radio. We're on Spotify now as well. Yeah. So oh, just go onto those apps that you use and search World of Wrestling Podcast. You'll find us. We're on everything pretty much. Yeah, we're very active on our Twitter, which is at World of Rest Pod. W R E S Pod. Um, I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am Rich. Be thy name. B Y T H E N A M E. And again, as always, thanks very much for your interaction. Thanks for the feedback. Thanks for people actually saying they're listening to the pod. That's great. Yeah, let us know what you think of this Sea of Honor stuff, because I'm intrigued. Would you go on a cruise if it was a bit cheaper and more available to you? I'm generally interested. This is not just a, please look at my social media. I want to know what people think, you know? Yeah, I agree. And also, from someone who's been on a cruise, um, I wouldn't go on this, but I'd definitely stick with Royal Caribbean. <laughs> hey, look at you. <laughs> All right, yeah, cheers for listening, guys. We need some sort of sign-off. I've not been pleased with the last few sign-offs we've done. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> You can't just steal everyone else's. Thanks. <laughs> Goodbye.